it didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket, it turned around and looked at me. They looked up and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away. Suddenly, they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop. And he's skidding because it's not quite, you know, um, gravelling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them panicking, they're like ripping up thing. Their 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 face is like twitching. to Bigfoot Society, a podcast where we focus on cryptids, the strange, and the unexplained of this world. If you've got a story or something weird to share, send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And now, on with the show. All right, Bigfoot Society, thanks for coming back for another episode. I've got the privilege of talking to missy lee sterling how's it going today missy oh i, I feel like i'm the privileged one <laughs> um <laughs> it's it's going well it's going well thank you oh man um just a quick uh quick intro for you and i'll let you uh fill in the uh the blanks as you want to but uh uh missy lee sterling um uh, is uh, you're having a book come out, uh, and I believe it's coming out in uh, January, uh, last I knew, Rakes, Fakes, and Double Takes, just not in that order. We're going to be talking about uh, her interactions uh, with the uh, the cryptid The Rake tonight and some different things of that nature. Um, and uh, we'll have a link to uh, the pre-order for that book in the... Uh, the show notes for this as well anything else that our listeners would need to know about you missy to make sure they they get what's going on um well probably about the the encounter like before oh before yeah, the, yeah 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 uh, totally yeah <laughs> we'll get yeah. we'll get there but uh, you know nothing deal. like you like diet coke or or coke or you know. I, I, i'm really more of like a sparkling water type of person all right all right cool <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and also, you may have heard uh, Missy was on an episode of uh, Coast to Coast uh, a few, I want to say back in November. So you may have heard her on, on that episode as well. Um, so, Missy, you've got a really, this is, you know, I, fir I first heard you as random on, on YouTube. Um, an interview and right away, you know, heard your voice. And it's that whole, like, you know, the Southern voice is very it's fun to listen to, but you're also a very good interviewer. And you were, you were talking to a gentleman about, about some, some things, but um, it was just, it was a fascinating interview. So I, I looked more into you and then I was like, Oh, she's got some really interesting stories about the rake and like the pale crawler. I'd, you know, I'm going to try to talk to this person. This is pretty cool. Yeah. So, Let's let's talk about first off. Let's talk about in case there's people. I have a lot of people that listen 
for the Bigfoot stuff on this. Right. But we talk about other stuff too, right? We just talked about giants of ancient America last week, stuff like that. Um, so let's talk about this. What exactly is the rake, Missy? Okay. A bunch of things, really. Okay. So people get funny sometimes when you say, when you're referring to what they believe is a pell crawler, when you call it a rake, you know, they're like, the, the rake is a creepypasta. And while that's true, it's also a pell crawler or any kind of emaciated humanoid, you know, mm. pale skin. There, there may be some sub-variants because I've heard descriptions where they've had gray. They've, they're described as gray. They're described as pink. But that could be like, you know, the blue gold dress thing going on. I don't know. Oh, good um, point, yeah. But uh, people, there are certain people who get funny about it. And I, and I get it because the rake is a creepypasta and that's fictional. But it, it doesn't mean that, like, people aren't actually seeing it. And pe- not a lot of people recognize pale crawler. They don't know what that is. So I just... I, I mean, I use them interchangeably, but it's just, okay. you know, this golem looking emaciated right. figure that's <laughs> creeping around on all fours and, you know, scaring, scaring the living daylights out of everyone. Exactly. If you've seen Gollum from Lord of the Rings or the movie The Descent with yes. those guys. Oh, my goodness. I hate that movie. Oh, I, can't, I can't handle it. Is that what it looks like? The guys in that movie? Uh, no, not so much. Okay, um, good. That's yeah. Good. So they're, they're blind, right? Which yeah. makes sense for a cave animal. Um, right. right. But, uh, there's, a, there's another movie or it's a short film. It's a horror film called Miner's Mountain. Mm. And I'll have to link that when we get done with this, but okay. I watched it and it has this part where the creatures in that are kind of like this, but they're bipedal. Um, but there's a part where this guy's like in the road and this creature is stopped in the road and they have this little moment where they're staring each other down. And I uh, like, I had like a full on panic attack when I saw it. <laughs> oh boy. That, yeah. cause that, that hit pretty close to home is yeah. what it sounds like. Right. Um, and then he's describing it to his wife and he's like, it wasn't human. And oh man, I remember going through all that. <laughs> oh boy. Let's, let's set the stage. Um, so do you mind sharing what what region of the U.S. all this happened in? Uh, oh, I don't mind at all. Okay, okay so um, right at the Mississippi-Alabama line, like c- central Mississippi into okay. west Alabama. Okay. So, yeah, my, my mom lives in Alabama, and, she, you know, she's about 20 minutes from me, so we're each about 10 miles from the state line. Um, gotcha. So you want me to just go into what happened? Let's yeah, let's do it. It's I think it's a good as good a spot to start as any for sure. Okay, um, I think this may be the hundredth time I've told this story, <laughs> and not the last time you will probably tell this story. Not, probably not. <laughs> okay, so this was either 2018 or 2019, mm. and you know, when I did the coast to coast interview, there were a lot of you know you get haters. People were like, it just bothered me. She didn't remember the year. She, but the thing oh, of whatever. Right. But here's, and then they even suggested I should have just picked a year, like 2018 or 2019. But that would be dishonest because I'm yeah. not positive. Exactly. And the thing about a traumatic experience, the way the brain encodes memory, 
say, okay, so say a bank robber goes in to rob a bank and the teller sure. can remember everything about the way the gun looked, everything about the way his voice sounds, but she can't remember if he wore glasses or not. And humans are terrible at time stamping events. And you're just mm. focused mainly on surviving because that's what you're programmed to do, to live. And so it's, it's actually, I mean, quite normal to not know the exact year, but to suggest I should pick one. Well, then if I did that, you would get me for, you know, picking one and not knowing for sure. So oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. But anyway, one of those, one of those years, it was summer of 2018 or 2019. Okay. And I was on my way home from my mom's and I guess it was maybe nine or 10 o'clock. It was on a Sunday. And I know that just because I always go visit her on Sundays. And so I'm coming around the curb and I can see something in the road and I thought it was a deer. So I started to slow down. And as I'm getting closer, I'm realizing it's not a deer, like something is wrong, very wrong here. And by the time I'm on it, I'm at a complete stop. And it's this pale humanoid creature. Um, it looked, it, I know now it, it's pretty, it was pretty small compared to the size descriptions given by other witnesses. So this one would, would have been maybe a, ki a child um, if they have children which i don't know why they wouldn't but then uh -huh. there's a lot of reasons they wouldn't I, anyway um it, it was smaller and it was on its hands and knees and it it was looking at me like straight at me and had these big round eyes and they were black and its mouth was like okay so i really couldn't see much of a mouth initially and then it dropped like kind of like it was on a hinge and I've said it was gaping oh, open, and it, and yeah. it was, but it also was a slit, which it's, it's so hard mm. to explain. Cause I can't really, I mean, I don't have anything to compare that to. So then its mouth is just gaping open, but no sound is coming out. And I, I mean, it's like that moment where all the blood just drains from <clears throat> your head, you know, like you feel like you might faint. Um, I, I was just in shock. I was frozen, but, the creature at the time I thought, I don't know. I like later when I reflected on it, I thought I, I got this sense that it was just as scared as I was. But upon further reflection, I think that could have been because of the way the mouth was gaping open. Like maybe that's why I thought it looked afraid. I'm not sure, but it was also frozen. So that could have been why. So I don't know how long we sat there just staring at one another, but eventually it got up on its back legs and kind of, I mean, it didn't run on its back legs. It kind of like launched itself um, and went off to into a field to the left of me and let out this screech, which whew, <laughs> it was um, pretty bone chilling. I've said it sounds like a mixture between a mountain lion and a woman being murdered. It was, and it was so loud. So then I drove up the road a ways but I have, and I only know this because I was actually up the road a ways when I have memory again, because I have no memory of the time. I don't remember hitting the gas and driving off. I just know that I had because I was further down the road and I was pulling, I pulled over to call, I wanted to call my mom because I was just, <laughs> I was just horrified, right? When, when mm. something goes terribly wrong, we all want our mom. Oh, yeah. Um, and hold on. The, my, one of my dogs is being so loud. Oh, you're I'm good. I'm so sorry. Um, you can edit this part out. Let me go make sure that they're, they've got this under control. Okay. Yep. All right. Sorry about that. No okay. Problem. So, um, 
I'm pulled over on the side of the road and I'm, I couldn't remember how to use my phone. And I, like, I, I don't really know what to make of that. It wasn't like I had known how to use it and forgot. It was like, I had never known how to operate one, but I finally got to a point where I hit the last person I'd called, which would have been the first person in my call log. Sure. And of course they didn't answer. So I left a message and drove home and I, I can remember like sitting in the driveway for a long time, just like what, what, you know, what in the world just happened? Like I had to go in and take a shower because I'd paid myself and I, like that doesn't embarrass me at all though, because I'm like, Oh my gosh, it was terrifying. And a friend of mine recently said, you know, number one, it could have been worse. And number two, and then he stops. <laughs> well, it's a normal, you know, it's a normal reaction, you know? Yeah. He kind of just evacuate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, so I, I go inside and I, I don't think I slept that night. Um, I was in a daze really. It was, it's, it was really wow. pretty pitiful. Um, like last night I was telling the story and <laughs> for the first time I got kind of emotional as I was talking about it. You know, mm. some people can kind of bring that out in you, yep. but, um, I like, I thought I tried to rationalize it. Could it have been this? Could it have been, but I knew better, uh, you know, the whole time I knew better. And so then I told my, I, like I started, I told my mom, I, to, I told a few friends and my mom has always been really supportive. I've been a weirdo my whole life. <laughs> like the entirety of my, I saw ghosts when I was a kid. I had this orb that I used oh, to wow. like. Yeah. I had like this friendship with a, <laughs> with this white orb. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> Don't worry. We're <laughs> um, still going there. Well, we can. Um, if you're, if you're cool with that, that oh, would be awesome. Yeah, of course. Right, cool. Yeah. Um, but my mom, you know, she, I think it was probably pretty hard for her to believe because it's different when it, when it's something like, okay, so I, I dealt with the paranormal. I felt like I was pretty familiar with that. And that came with this false sense of security because it was like, I thought I knew both worlds. And then this happens and I'm like, the world I'm a, I'm a primary resident of is the one I may know the least about. Hmm. So that kind of, it, it, it's like a really acute implosion of your worldview. And then as the days pass, it just gets worse. It's a, it's kind of like this slow. I, I mean, I can see where people can kind of descend into madness and not come back because it, it's just, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with anything about cryptozoology. I, I knew what Bigfoot was, but I didn't know that there was a chance. I didn't believe in Bigfoot. I didn't know there was a chance that Bigfoot was real. I had, you know, okay. I had dug into all <laughs> of it and I certainly didn't know anything about creepypasta. I was very much, I'm probably a little bit materialistic. Um, I was not, I was, I'm a much nicer person now. I was kind of a bit of a snob. So I, and I would have, I would have designated something like, you know, people who believe in Bigfoot is crazy. I, I mean, sure. right. And yep, now yep. I'm, I'm like right up in the middle of it. Like, hey, there you that, go. Yeah. You know? There you go. But um, eventually, I decided, okay, well, maybe I'm going to, I'm going to look into this. Cause I, you know, I had friends who were like, you can't talk about this. You can't be one of those Bigfoot is real people. Oh, and I, wow. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I, at the time I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But then I could not, I couldn't let it go. It, it kind of, I mean, it possessed me for a while because to just not have an answer at all. I think that's the hardest part. So mm. I decided, okay, I'm going to look into it. And 
it took me a little bit because I thought, what am I going to do if I search, you know, if I try to search for this and there's nothing online, but if I can't find anything, then what? But I think even then, some part of me knew that I wasn't alone in this. Uh, and I like, I can't explain that. I guess it's intuition. So I started looking online and I found a subreddit called Crawler Encounters or uh-huh. Crawler Sightings. And I, I think I stayed up all night reading. Oh, wow. Yeah. All the, well, I mean, because it was like validation and they yeah. were the, the descriptions of this thing are so consistent. I mean, across like every cryptid you get with these, you get and there are some sub variants, I think, but the description is so consistent. And that that's pretty amazing because. I've said this before. No, people don't have any kind of contextual bias. There's no, okay, like if someone sees a Bigfoot, most people have a concept of what a Bigfoot looks like. But for this thing, there's no kind of like context or anything in anyone's mind prior to seeing it that would inform them that they're looking at this or that. Like, I think when we, and in my research, I have decided that when we see something that we don't have any context for, if it's, if it's not what we're actually seeing, if it's some other phenomena, then our, our mind just kind of builds a picture based on the things that we know. That's why, you know, two people can have the same experience of the same phenomena and report wildly different things. But this this isn't the case with this rape crawler thing. The, the descriptions of it are so consistent. And that was just haunting to me, especially the further I got into it and I found out what dog man was and what a chupacabra and all that. Um, you don't get that same consistency, even with Bigfoot, the descriptions are, are, you know, they can vary a great deal. So they are different in in different parts of the the country. And I need to, I need to talk to the listener real quick Um, because I know there's more than a few people right now that are like, but the rake is fake and this is all blah, blah, blah. And I'm clicking up guys. I know where the story is going. Trust me. This is a really cool story. Stay with us, please. I know there's like a bunch of you right now that are like, what is this? Just give it a chance, dude. It's a cool, this is awesome. So, okay, Missy, I I know my listeners. I know what they're thinking, so. Yeah, okay. So for anyone who thinks that the rake or crawlers are like just a purely uh, modern phenomenon, there are reports that go way back, uh, even one from, I want to say the 1800s. Oh, really? Yeah. There was this, um, Scots Canadian, I think it was an anthropologist. His name was James Tite. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. T-E-I-T. And he lived with a group of indigenous people called the Interior Salish. And he wrote about this, belief they had it they said beings of a, I'm, I'm paraphrasing but it said okay. beings of a kind are, are occasionally seen um they're like humans but gaunt and emaciated and like ghosts they chase people but they're more persistent and that you know they're oh yeah the, the shape of their bones are visible through their skin oh, wow. yeah so it was you know it was the same kind of consistent description um, and then you, I mean, honestly, I think that these things predate Islam because a lot of the reports mm. that I've read, cemeteries come up a lot and the description of a ghoul, that is oh. a, almost an exact match for this thing too. I can't, I, I mean, I can't remember. I've looked up. So, <laughs> you know, I never, I, go ahead. I've got something interesting. So I was listening, I've, I've listened to a, a few 
uh, different things, uh, mainly the coast to coast interview. When I was listening to it, <clears throat> I had this thought and I wanted to bring this to your attention. I'm not sure if you, you know about this, but have you ever heard of the Alabama white thing? No. Okay. So this is interesting. Okay. Um, it's primarily thought of as a, a Bigfoot type creature found in Northern Alabama. But the thing is, is that, so sometimes it's seen as a Bigfoot, but sometimes it's seen as it's running on all fours. It's on, it's bipedal, sometimes a kangaroo type creature, sometimes a Bigfoot type creature. But the weird thing is, is that sometimes it, it'll scream like a woman. Oh, wow. And when I, when I heard you talking and you were like, and it screamed, and I was like, oh my goodness. I um, wonder if there's a connection there. I'm going to, well, now I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, <laughs> you, I'll you be totally need to. Yeah, I'm going to. That's insane. I've never, I've never heard of any, I mean, never even come across anything about that. Oh, that look wild. it up. Look it oh, up. I'm going yeah. to, yeah. Yep. That's crazy. So, might be a connection. And that's the thing. When you start looking in the cryptids and stuff, there's always that one string that is always there. And you're like, I can just pull on that little string and see where it, it leads. Yeah. Get another connection. And that your story is a prime example of that, Missy. It gets wild. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, especially yeah, like, well, the trail, you know, a, a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have seen this trail cam picture. It's like, mm -hmm. um, a, you know a creepy looking humanoid thing on all fours its mouth is gaping open and it's staring into the camera um there's a wild game innovations logo i mean if you search the rake trail cam it's the first thing that pops up it's 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 wild before we go <clears throat> i'd like be before we go into um we talk about how you really got into looking into that photograph i think a, another really important part of your story is your second sighting that you had if you okay. don't mind sharing that no i don't mind at all okay so at the at the time of the with the second sighting was back in the spring of this year yeah well the year's almost over but 2022 sure and i had done the research at this point um i'd written most of the book and um take my mom had been at my house my my dad had dropped her off. And so I was taking her home and we're driving and I look to the left and there's this group of deer and right among them is this pale humanoid, crazy looking thing on all fours. And I'm Oof. like, I know, but this was a bit different because it, it wasn't right up in front of my car. I wasn't alone. And I, it doesn't get any less scary when you've seen it before, but I had my mom beside me. I don't know. I, I just wasn't quite as, tortured her up i mean i was still freaked out but hmm. it wasn't quite as horrible as the first time but i i said at first i couldn't speak and so i'm kind of like hitting her on the leg and mm -hmm. finally i get out mom look and she looks over and her mouth drops you know um and i i, I feel like she wanted to believe me before but now she had no choice because it was part of her reality too um yeah. we get back home and she's telling my stepdad and he just you know he's rolling his eyes <laughs> But right. Yeah. Um, and she forever after that, she would text me and say, it just something is so wrong with it. What's wrong with it? And I get it. That, oh, wow. I mean, because you can't I mean, something about it does look very wrong. I think they call that the uncanny valley. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, you know, and then I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the coast interview. I had some trouble with the people who were cutting my grass. So I had to hire somebody else this summer. Okay. And the guy who was cutting the grass, you know, where you make the small talk, the, the awesome sure. stuff. And he's like, what do you do? I work from home. What do you do? <laughs> I write. Oh, have anything I've read? And I'm like, no, I, it's not out yet. Well, what's it about? And then it gets real awkward. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My son went to a birthday party this past year and ta- and the mom was like, it was one of those where you drop them off and leave. And the mom was like, what's yep. your mom up to? Oh, oh boy. She, she wrote a book. Well, what's it about? And he just went silent. So I walk in and she's like, oh, Britton says you wrote a book. And I was like, great. <laughs> He's not going to be invited back. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Luckily, she was cool about it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it gets awkward because, you know, that's not really something that's super easy to tell someone who isn't already kind of into it. Well, but sure. um, I, I told him anyway, I was like, I, you know, I had this really weird thing happen. I was on the way home and there was this creature in the road and he's like, was it pale white? And I'm like, oh, man. And no so I pulled, yeah, yeah. I pulled up that trail cam photo and, sh- and I showed it to him and he's like, that's it. My girlfriend and I saw that. No he's way. Like, yeah. Same road. Same road. Whoa. Yeah. They were on their this way. This is huge because yeah. this wasn't in the coast to coast interview. This is incredible, though. Right. I mean, I, there's so much to it. I forget to mention some things. Totally. Yeah, I even I have a recording of him kind of telling me about it, but it's such a poor recording. I just haven't done anything with it. I I mean, I could probably get him to come around again and without the traffic sounds in the background, um, tell it. But he says they were driving and there was this white this white thing that kind of flew over the top of the windshield. And he said it kind of looks like a a Kleenex, but kind of not. So that kind of makes me think it's an orb. I'm not. But, I, you know, I wasn't there and he didn't say orb and I didn't want to kind of like feed him, you know, right. um, but he's he, that was significant enough to him that he mentioned it. Because right after that, this crazy looking humanoid, pale humanoid on all fours goes rushing past the car, like right in front of him. And he said, you know, I, if it had been seconds earlier, I would have hit it. And they watched it kind of run up a hill along to the le- to the left side of him. I could be I could be wrong. I don't know. No, no, he did. He said it ran up a hill past the driver's side. So that would have been to the left. Oh, wow. And his girlfriend was with him. So she saw it too. You know, I've got to call him because he's told me that she would tell the story too and I could record it. And I've got to do that because I that's mean, you like, you got to. Yeah, I do. That's the same area. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, so it's not, and I, I'm sure there are a lot of other people around here who have seen it because how many, how many sightings are actually reported, right? Yeah, and then totally. Where do you even report something like this? Like I, uh, Missy, that's where you report it. You're going to be the person. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like it. It looks like yeah. it. Yeah, people send me stories a lot. Some of them are just, you know, completely off the wall. Um, sure. But I mean, you can you can kind of tell when someone and and I'm I would never ever tell someone they didn't see what they thought they said. But you can right. kind of when they have like this whole personal story around something. You know, it kind of makes you raise an eyebrow, but, um, uh, people have said the same about me that, you know, I'm caught, I'm caught up in my own delusions and hallucinations and I need psychiatric help. And no. <laughs> instead of, instead of getting me psychiatric help, <laughs> Richard's theory just exploited me. And I'm like, wow, that's 
not what happened at all, but okay. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. People are funny like that, aren't they? I they haven't are. gotten that yet, but I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> I mean, the things that they'll hang on to, you know, you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, um, I know, I know. Yeah, but because I giggled in the interview, that made me less credible. But I was nervous. I was oh, super geez. nervous. Well, you've <laughs> so. got so many people listening to that interview, too. That There's got to be just thousands and thousands of people just trying to pick you apart, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And one of one of them said, oh, she's a little bit too MAGA for me. And I was like, what's MAGA? And then I found oh, out what it was. Geez. And I was like, there's not. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't because there's not a single political statement like, I made. <laughs> exactly. P- whatever. Yeah. Whatevs, whatevs. You can, yeah, it's whatever I, you want. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, a long time ago, I think things like that would have hurt my feelings. But yeah. when I started looking at that child cam photo and talking about that, like I dealt with so much hate that oh, I'm I just kind of yeah, I'm just kind of numb to it though because when you really start to call people out and challenge them, like really challenge them instead of just insulting their, you know, insulting them personally because that's a logical fallacy. You know, you don't attack yeah. a person; you attack, you know. You, pay attention to their argument and what they're saying not them personally nobody on the internet knows me or you you know or anything like that so they they cling to what they can but um yeah so i don't remember what what we're talking about i'm sorry real before we get into some other stuff real quick are there any like military installations in your area i live near um okay so yeah there's columbus air force base Mm. now it's not um I kind of live in, okay, Columbus is real, Mississippi is not a big state, but Columbus is really small. I'm trying to think of what, there's a Waverly Mansion, which is like 20 miles from me in West Point, And it, like, it's haunted, They say, where they say it's haunted. But um, they're kind of like towns on the outskirts of like Columbus, which to us is like the big city. And I kind of live in one of those suburb towns, which it's not really a suburb because Columbus not, is not a big city. But OK, here's how to describe it. County versus city. I don't okay. live in the city limits. I live in the county, sure. like the rural area. Well, it's like stories like these. You can almost always trace. You'd be like, oh, yeah, there's a really big military installation nearby. Huh? Weird. You know, it, like. It's interesting, yeah. Yeah. Um, and cemeteries come up quite a bit. Like one mm. of the things I've been doing more recently, when I have um, geographical information about where a sighting occurred, if someone doesn't, people don't always mention a cemetery because they're not always aware that they were close to one. And I was actually, and I didn't know this at first about my own encounter, but I saw cemeteries mentioned often enough that it, you know, it was reason for pause. And so. Mm. I go and I look and sure enough, I was right between like a cemetery and an animal sanctuary. And that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. And so I'm and there are quite a few of these stories where people aren't they didn't mention in the story, I guess, because they did think it was relevant that they were in. And I just do a five mile radius. Right. Um, Anything outside of that, I don't include. And this is just when I have geographical information. But a lot of them, I mean, a whole lot of them don't even mention the cemetery is within a mile or two from where mm-hmm. they're, you know, where their sighting occurred. And that's where that um, ghoul comes in. And, the, you know, like. Um, True. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They, that the description of a ghoul is like so similar to the, you know, the rake, the crawler. And that's the thing about ghouls that, you know, they visit the cemeteries. Um, I think I don't, I'd never, I, I mean, I, you hear ghouls and goblins around Halloween, but I'd never really looked into, um, yeah. Okay. An evil spirit or a phantom, especially right. one that robs graves. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, but the description of what it looks like and the and the goal predates Islam, so that's ancient, you know. This this nature preserve is it a, uh, a like a um, a state run thing or private or? It's private. It's an animal sanctuary, which that's pretty. I mean, they they take in like tigers. You know, they shut down circuses because they should have. That's cruel. But um, and then there are these animals or someone will think that they want one as a pet. Right. An exotic pet. And they they realize quickly that they're in over their head. Um, But, yeah, it's called Cedar Hill Animal Sanctuary. It it runs solely on donations. And they kind of like, you know, get. They have a home for these animals that like t- need specialized care. So I feel like it's extremely important for you to get a connection within that sanctuary. <laughs> yeah. For I, a I, few different reasons, Missy. Okay. Tell me why. Yeah. <clears throat> One, if you're seeing stuff in that area, you know, mm-hmm. they're seeing stuff in there. You know, you know, a janitor or something in that sanctuary has saw stuff. There's, there's, they some, have yeah. To. And, you know, the people who work there, they aren't like, I mean, it's not like a sales job. It's not a revolving door, right? They've they've been there for a long time because they don't really like to hire people. They can't. I mean, I think it's pretty much like within a family. Mm -hmm. Um, I could be wrong, but I know that the people who I I see them post on Facebook, I donate. And um, it it appears to be the same people now that it was um, in 2008 when I moved to the area. So, yeah. That's You're what right. I would do. I would try to get a connection there. And man, what if you could put in trail like trail cams in that preserve somehow? Well, they like, have whoa. cameras. Yeah, they oh, have really? cameras. Yeah. Um, but see, okay. a lot of places, and this is what I'm finding out. If if something like this is captured, they don't necessarily want to release it because they don't want to draw that attention to themselves, oh, totally, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and especially with something like this, it's um you know, it, it's not necessarily wanted attention. I was fortunately in a position where it didn't matter when I started talking about it. It didn't matter. I didn't have an employer who was going to find out. Right. right. Or, um, I mean, I lost some friends, but it wasn't like my job was on the line or something. Sure. So I was very fortunate in that respect. But um, yeah, that's a really good idea. I'm going to I'm going to call them tomorrow. <laughs> I, yeah, I just I just got got a weird Got a weird feeling that there could be something that comes out of that. I'll let you know. It, yeah, yeah, let me know. Oh, I will. Um, <clears throat> I I love you know mysteries like this, and you just get you can just get crazy to it. The cool thing is that you already have got crazy into this, like <laughs> like, and what I mean, got crazy is like you got really like deep into like the stuff you figured out. Uh, let's talk about that because okay. this is just only the tip of the iceberg. If people think that the story is wild already, it, it's when you start getting into the trail cam photo stuff that you're like, wow, this gets really, really deep. Um, yeah. It's, so, yeah, it, let's get into it. Yeah. It's, it, you know, the mechanism at play to keep people at odds over this kind of thing. Does it exist? Mm. Does it not? It's really interesting because. As far as government cover up, yeah, I'm sure there's some of that. But for the most part, we keep one another from knowing because of the, I mean, it's group dynamics and it's also just, it's cool to not believe and it's cool to make fun of people who do or someone's who, you know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. the cool kids and we're the band nerds or whatever. And I'm yeah, fine I get with it, that. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I mean, it, that, that mechanism, it's like we, we keep each other stupid in a way. Um. <laughs> So I found this trail cam photo 
And oh, it looks just like what I saw. And that was something I was finding across these encounter stories that people would mention what I saw looks just like that trail cam photo, even though that's been debunked. And I thought, how is that even possible? Like who debunked it? And you know, what is it, what does that even mean to debunk Mm. something? How do you do that? So, um, that was, that was the beginning of my descent into like just craziness. Right. So 10 years had passed, but from the time this trail cam photo surfaced to the time I had my encounter and started looking into it. And I think actually like the 10 year anniversary of the date on the trail camera was right at the time where I had finally gotten uh, what I thought was all the answers to, you know, whether or not it was truly debunked. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was interesting. But, um, so it boiled it. There was a news station in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because that's where the picture was captured and in a town called Morgan city or Berwick. And, there was a news broadcast and this news anchor is like someone sent this in and they didn't want to be named, but they said um, it was captured by their friend's trail cam and that it's totally for real. And it kind of seemed like a joke in a way, kind of the way she presented it. And then they put things up on the screen that people had said on Facebook. I think one of them even mentioned Gollum. (laughs) Um, And so it was kind of like a, you know, a a joke was made. It was just, ha ha, look at, you know, that was the, that was the vibe I got from it. And so, uh, you know, I actually ended up having a conversation with that news anchor too. (laughs) Um, that have you seen that news broadcast where they show that trail cam photo? I I've seen a short clip of it and it's very like, Oh wow. That's it's almost to the point of like, is this a real newscast or is this like a mm. sketch on SNL? Like it just seems so like very like, uh, whatever, <laughs> you know, like, wow. Right. Well, well, because they're the cool kids. Right. And the yeah, cool kids right. don't believe in any of this. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I actually tracked her down and I, wow. like, I, yeah, I sent her flowers. So she'd call me, <laughs> but um, <laughs> That's awesome. you do what you gotta do. Right. <laughs> um, I actually had that conversation recorded. It's unlisted, but I'll send you a link to it. It's on YouTube. It's just unlisted. Oh, all right. But Thank yeah, you. so I went deep, deep. Um, Dang. so I, I just didn't, here's the thing. I didn't understand how so many people could say that picture looks just like what I saw. This isn't like seeing something that could be similar to people have said, Oh, it's a bear with mange. It's not, but it's not like that. There's to have a picture so accurately depict something that is so wild and out of the realm of imagination Mm. and, and have it be so accurate. And 10 years has passed with people continuously reporting year after year that they've seen this thing. And then they go look for answers and they find this trail camera um, or this trail cam picture. And so I, I think, okay, so I watched the news broadcast and I started, you know, I was just searching the different keywords I was seeing um, across articles and through a process of like reading articles, clicking links. Um, yep. This one, this one website kept coming up as the person who um, put the matter to rest once and for all that was used across many articles. These people aren't very original, honestly, when you start, when you really start to look at it. But, um, so I get to his site and it's <laughs> this guy on the banner. He's like holding a pit, like a pot of coffee, like he's drinking straight from it. And I'm like, that's going to burn your tongue. That's already, I feel like you're already, I feel like you're an idiot. But <laughs> which, honest, honest, right. But honestly though, like, I tr- like it, it's pretty impossible to get away from cognitive bias. I mean, we all suffer from it, sure. but 
I was really trying to stay neutral because this was very important to me. I had never really investigated anything. I had, you know, I hadn't looked at, I, I didn't even know I was good at it. Like it wasn't until this that I found out, Hey, I kind of have a knack for this, but he writes about this picture that surfaced and he's like, um, everybody on Facebook is going crazy, but, um, I, you know, I, I take issue with it because it's different and it's weird. And so that means it can't exist. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say that, but that was like the general, that was the gist of it. So he's like, um, the source of the image is a hunting forum called archery talk. And he says, and it was uploaded by a user with a handle hillbilly Willie. Right. And he says, you know, I tend to believe it's his trail camera because he also uploaded other photos that were taken by the same camera in the same area for reference. And so, you know, I believe it is his, his camera, his picture. Um, and he says, you know, there are a couple of problems here. And that starts the list of reasons, he says, the image is fake. And um, I did an entire YouTube video of the investigation. And I think it's been a year now since I put that out. But um, I get, I mean, I'll just real quick. Um, so, like, the Hillbilly Willie the original poster he uploaded a, a, another photo from the same trail cam and he was in one of them with his face blocked out and then there was a, a deer in another okay and there's this little tree to the left of the creature and the deer and the blogger says there's a nine-day gap between when one photo was taken and another photo and none of the leaves on this tree have fallen off nothing about the tree has changed and that's not possible and I have um, a friend who went to school for botany. Um, so I cropped the tree out because I, you know, I didn't want to send her that picture because that would have been all she focused on. Um, right. I cropped the tree out and I sent it to her and I'm like, is it possible? Well, first I asked if she could identify it and she said it looks like sassafras. And I said, is it possible for sassafras to hang on to its leaves for nine days in the fall and not lose a single leaf? And she was like, of course it is, you know sassafras is deciduous which means a tree that loses its leaves in the winter but but some of these will hold on to their leaves all the way through winter and into the following spring so it's not um it's it it's not uncommon for it to have held on to she said you know it could go for 30 days and not lose a single leaf um if there wasn't like a really strong windstorm even if there was that's you know that's not remarkable um Mm. so i thought okay and it definitely does not mean the picture's fake just because this tree hadn't lost a leaf. That that was pretty ridiculous in my opinion. But he had more. He said um, his biggest thing, and this is what he considered his smoking gun, and this was honestly the easiest part of it to debunk the debunking on. He said that he ran the picture through a file decoder program called JPEG Snoop. and. Okay. That the he, and he posted the results of the software, and he's like, JPEG Snoop says photoshopped. But I looked at the result, and it didn't say that. What it said was that the software had detected compression rate anomalies that are consistent with compression rate anomalies in a photoshopped, and I'm using Photoshop as a verb, but I mean, editing, yeah, right, um, in a photoshopped image. And so it had no indication in this JPEG Snape report about where those compression rate anomalies would be. And for people who don't know, when you're dealing with a JPEG image, you expect the entire image to be at roughly the same compression rate. And if there are anomalies, it 
could indicate a digital modification. Gotcha. But I'm looking at this talking photo and right down in the left hand side, there's a, a logo that's like auto populated every, for every picture. There's mm-hmm. a timestamp on the right. And so those would be, you know, that would that would introduce digital artifact to the picture. And so I knew a lit. I mean, I, I'm a photographer, so I knew a bit about all of the photo stuff, but I didn't know about the forensics of it. So I searched online and I found this site called Photo Forensics, and they had some amazing tutorials. And I spent probably a couple of months like learning. Oh wow! Yeah, like learning about um, forensic analysis <clears throat> of photos and all the yeah. different things you can look at. I learned how to go through a, a picture pixel by pixel to to detect you know any sort of like because sometimes it does come down to that having to go pixel by pixel yeah. and try to but um i did go through this picture pixel by pixel but one of the first things i did was i ran this um filter type thing it's called error level analysis and if there are compression rate anomalies in a jpeg image the error level analysis kind of just like makes those stand out it gives you a an image that kind of looks like you know the the fuzz on a tv screen back in the day but it it will highlight the anomalies by making them either bright pink or bright white. And so the result when I ran that trail cam image through air level analysis, it was exactly as I thought. There was no area around the creature that was remarkable or stood out. It was all consistent. And then right where that trail cam logo was, it was bright pink. And then right wow. down where yeah, right down where the um timestamp was, it was bright white. But the area around the creature and everywhere else was consistent. And so that to me said, you know, there it wasn't altered. It's almost impossible to not introduce artifact. Even when you save an image, um, the more it's saved and reshared, like the more image, the, the more the image quality is compromised. So I had taken the image, not from the blogger site, but I went straight to the source of the image and got it directly from the archery talks forum to analyze it. Okay. So yeah, that was bonk that, that JPEG snow software. And that was what everybody ran with. Right. <clears throat> that did not mean that the photo was altered or edited in any way. It just meant that <laughs> the JPEG snoop software did its job and it did detect compression rate anomalies that are consistent with compression rate anomalies in a Photoshopped image, but it didn't detect them around the creature. It detected them at the bottom. So that was a, after I realized that I was like, okay, hang on. Right. And that I could, <laughs> Like every other thing he said after that was much weaker. It was, yeah. um, I mean, pretty some pretty ridiculous stuff. But then he says, you know, it's funny. There was actually, and I have never mentioned this before, but um, there was a rumor that there was this movie Super 8 that was coming out around that time. And oh, that, yeah, I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, it was. And it's funny, too, because I was like getting into Super 8 cameras around that time. It's so all the, oh, all weird. of it's so, it's, it's so, there's so much like that that I don't mention because I would really sound crazy, but all synchronicities totally. There's so, there's so <clears throat> many and it's so bizarre. Like yeah. at times I would get really, I would be like, what is happening right now? And mm. someone finally said, it's just, it just means you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I'm okay. like, okay, well, sure. yeah, it, that, that, and that's what I keep telling myself too, <laughs> because it, I mean, it, it's, it can get scared. Have you ever experienced synchronicity? Like Really absolutely oh yeah, absolutely it can be scary right it it's can get cr- of- it's just like well i guess this is happening let's go for the ride and see how far this goes right it's you like know. some some in some lore i mean i guess it would be god but it's like something is the universe is communicating with you and if you tell anyone it's gonna get you put in a loony bin <laughs> it's 
because it's it's personal to you and no one else really you know yep. understand no, it. it yeah there were a lot of things like that anyway um the blogger even determined that there was no evidence that this image was part of the super eight movie um so he moved on okay and he went to this okay so there's this company who designs games they're insomniac right. games and they did a series called resistance uh-huh. and the resistance three game i think it had been a bit okay so this picture of this trail cam creature went viral pretty fast but the resistance three game that had a creature called a gram it was a I, I believe about six months to one year after this trail cam image came out that they they you know released their game well they tweeted the image and this i think this is how the general public got a hold of the image because initially it was it was just circulating through the cryptid community right and right. we're a tiny group of people but then exactly this insomniac games takes the image and they tweet it and they're like uh-oh looks like one of our creatures got out because the go. creature in their video game was called a grim yeah and he, they're like if you see one return it to and so everyone's like okay that's where it came from end of story um right. But the problem with that is that afterwards, it was the same day, someone replied to that tweet and they're like, are you serious? It like, is, is this your picture? And they were like, you know, no, we're totally joking. But it was over already because everybody had just taken that one yep. tweet and ran with it and no one <clears throat> bothered to even look at that second tweet. And again, it's 10 years later when I'm finding all this. And so when I go to Twitter, <clears throat> Insomniac Games' original tweet where they replied and said, totally joking, that was still there. And the question was still there, but the, the account of the person who had asked it no longer existed. Really? Yeah, but it, the oh, thing, wow. I mean, that's not necessarily remarkable. People, you know, people yeah, shut down social media sure. all the time. Sure. But people, when I put this out and I said that, they're like, you just show a tweet with no context. You don't. You know, you can click on that and there's nothing else except them saying we're totally joking and it just happens to be on the same day. But there, where I found it was digging through news articles and the headlines for these news articles were Insomniac Games denies responsibility for trail cam monster picture. And so these news articles were written 10 years ago when all this happened. And so I trust that, like I trust that they knew what they were talking about. Right. Um, I tried to contact Insomniac Games to ask, but they, you know, um, as 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 of today, I still have not gotten a reply. Oh, really? So, they're they're not even touching it. <clears throat> no, wow. I mean, look, wow. I called the headquarters, and okay. look, it's in South Carolina, and the secretary right. or the whoever answers the phone eventually, she was like, "You're really, really getting on my nerves. <laughs> You're really <laughs> persistent with this. You should probably stop." What What are you even talking about? <laughs> like, right? She's probably some college kid, and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, she doesn't care." Yeah, no, and they yeah. don't either. Right. But I had I decided later that they very well could have been part of a decades old fake news campaign to try and discredit the image. Um, because they, I, I mean, I don't know, that's probably unfair, but I was just angry. I wanted an answer from them. And it's oh, funny yeah. that I did, that I was like that because the people who were working there 10 years ago, they may not, it may not even be the same people. There may no, not be a probably single not. one of them. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, um, yeah, there was more than one news article that reported on that, um, and said, so, you know, the mystery remains, but 
even though there were all these news articles out about that, nobody wanted to hear anything of it because they had their answer, right? Um, right. And, and it exactly. was funny because the blogger closed by saying, you can all put away your security blankets. It's oh, not, And I'm goodness. like, you mean you can put away your security blanket or, you know, because it, I think, all right, so for me going into this picture and trying to find out what was up with it was very much a part of like validating my own experience. Oh yeah. Somebody said that to me once as, as like an accusation, you're just doing this to validate your own experience. Like, well, of course I am. And I just happen to be a little bit extra. So all this stuff going on 10 years ago that you dummies just blindly accepted. And I don't mean that really like, cause I'm not above being fooled, but like, I can't just accept that I've, cause I'm intense and I need to know. But uh, I totally get that. Yeah. Do, yeah, oh, I yeah. See, I felt like yeah. you, would, you would be able to relate. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That all that is just incredibly the most intense part is you spent like a few months like going through photo forensic, like learning. That's awesome. That is intense. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, see. I put that, I put the video of the results of that entire investigation out about a year ago. But what people don't realize is like that information wasn't acquired over a period of just like a few weeks or a month. So right. that was a, about a year and a half of constantly. Cause That's I, wild. I mean, I didn't necessarily know what to ask initially. Yeah. It would just, you know, one thing would lead to another and then another. And that's how it, I mean, that's how things unfold, right? The part that I really like is, is coming up. Um, when you talk to the, the trail cam maker. Another one of the things that I found, um, okay. So there were a couple of, well, there were a lot of, you know, networks or blogs, news blogs that reported on this picture <clears throat> and the daily mail did an article and, it's interesting because it's kind of like the first place that you see this story just completely change from what the guy who uploaded the photo said. Uh -huh. um, so this guy with the username Hillbilly Willie uploads the photo and he's being genuine and saying, you know, guys, this was on my trail cam. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know what to make of it. And so this forum probably blew up after this because as you know, immediately after, and then as the years have gone on, there ended up being some 700 pages of replies to this, this post of this image. And so I read all of them. And then, so I, I mean, I knew the, I knew the story intimately. I knew what he said. I knew everything he replied. Um, a lot of people had contacted me and claimed to be, well, I say a lot, like, I don't know, maybe five or six. They claimed to be hillbilly willy, but I knew that thread so intimately that if they couldn't answer certain questions, I knew better, right? Um, but the Daily Mail is kind of the first place. Well, you okay, so PlayStation Life is a blog, and they reported about Insomniac Games and their okay. trailer being released at the event. And the PlayStation Lifestyle article sources the Daily Mail. And this was a big, a big point of contention in Reddit threads, because when I was having these discussions with people, when I finally got past all the hostility and people kind of started to listen, there was this one little guy and he kept posting a link to this PlayStation Lifestyle article where it says, you know, that it's from this video game. 
And I read the article and I, of course I'd seen it anyway. And I'm like, what you're failing to realize is that they source the Daily Mail and the Daily right. Mail is a tabloid journal. Exactly. Yep. That's just like the National Enquirer. Yep. A tabloid journal reports on stories that are oftentimes unverifiable or completely false. Yep. What were you going to say? The, the part where th things get really interesting, I mean, they're already very interesting, <laughs> but when you, when you called up the trail cam, okay, company, yes. that, that's an interest, like that things kind of, it turns right. Yeah. Let's see. The day I reported the story completely different said that the hunter that they didn't even mention a trail cam. They said it was up. The picture was That's uploaded right. to the wild game innovations website, but that it was captured by a hunter who was lying in wait. And all of a sudden this creature appears and he was so afraid his camera broke, which what, <laughs> right? Like, what are you even saying? Exactly. But, but they said it was uploaded to wild game innovations website. And at this point, I knew better. But one of the things the blogger said was that, um, or maybe it was in the comments, it, it blurs. But one of the things people were saying was, Wild Game Innovations did this as a marketing stunt. Um, so that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I wanted to be sure. And I had seen, artic I'd seen articles where other investigators or reporters, not that I'm one of those, but they had tried to get in touch with Wild Game Innovations or said they did. And at the time of press, there was still no response but i didn't have that problem i called they you know i couldn't get anyone immediately but i let them know what i was wanting and mm -hmm. then they returned the call and i was actually um I, I can't remember where i was i missed it which was devastating but luckily they left a voicemail and they were like you know um at wild game we're in the business of assisting hunters in the woods it serves us in no way to scare them out of the woods, which exactly. uh, is like the perfect <laughs> response. Right. I, yeah. I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. And that, you know, that was the feeling I had, but yeah, they were, I mean, it was almost the guy's voice. I'm, I, I have this in the video on my YouTube channel. He's very, you know, he's very serious and professional and matter of fact about some, something that's just so ridiculous, but I appreciated that because it's true. Why would they, you know, why would they pull a marketing stunt trying to scare people out of the woods? Like that's where their business comes from. People being in the woods. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so that was another big one. Um, and then after, I mean, from there, it just got crazier. Um, I had, I'd put the video out and it had been maybe, a couple of weeks, a month, and I get this email and I, there, there was a little bit of a misunderstanding. I don't know that the person who emailed me is part of the army Corps of engineers. I just know he has some sort of insight into their work because he mentioned something and he said, I, you need to look at this and ask yourself why, why uh. did they flood the Morgan city, Berwick, Louisiana area? The, the Corps of Engineers did this because they re, they redirect flood water and all kinds of stuff. Like they build dams, you know, okay. um, like civil works. And he said, look into this flood that was in the spring of the following year that that picture surfaced and ask yourself why they decimated thousands of acres of crops <laughs> to redirect this, open the Morganza spillway and just completely flood this area. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't tell me anything else. He didn't say it was because they were trying to kill this creature. That was what I took from mm. it. Like, why would they, you know, this, whatever it is, if they're trying to get a hold of it, it must, and, and, and this could just be a coincidence. 
because I never could really pin anything down that said 100% they did this because they were trying to kill that creature out. Right. But I did have a guy get in touch with me who lived in Berwick. Um, it's, it's St. Mary's parish. Like in Louisiana, they have parishes instead of yeah. counties. Yeah. Exactly. So St. Mary's parish is the parish that Berwick and Morgan city are in. And this guy contacted me and he lived there. He was in high school when this picture surfaced. And he said at that time, there was a, big there was a big presence of law enforcement there was a big law enforcement presence um even law enforcement from neighboring counties had come over and they were kind of patrolling they told everybody not to go outside after dark um and a lot of people's pets had come up missing really yes oh wow yes it's it's a i mean he initially left it as a comment on a youtube video said all this in a comment and I tried to get him on the phone and he says, you know, I've got a speech impediment, so I'm not comfortable talking. Which, sure. oh, I just wanted to hug him. Right. I'm like, right, that's right. fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he said that about, and that's something that's reported quite a wow. bit. I mean, not all the time, but I mean, I can think of maybe five or six accounts that I've read pets are missing or taken or whatever. But he said it was a, it's a small town. He said, it's kind of like Mayberry. And he said it was a, large number of pets and then I get an email from this woman and I assume she's a little old lady that's just you know in my head that's how she sounded when I read her email but she was still livid like mad as hell because she had a cat that had given birth to kittens and and all of her all those kittens and that cat went missing and and one kitten was left and she had to bottle feed it and she was up all hours of the night and Never had any answers about what happened to her cats. So, I mean, she you could tell she was still furious. Um, and that just, like, backed up what the kid was saying about, well, he wasn't a kid at the time, but that he contacted me. But when it all happened, that's what he remembered about it. So that, And I looked for news articles to try and find anything I could about a larger, the normal presence of Ellie or anything in the air. But there's, you know, I don't know if I'm not using the right keywords or what. I, what I'm probably going to have to do, and I will, is go to Berwick and go to the library and look through the archives around that time. So, and I'm going to I'm gonna recommend something else too. Do it. Because um, this sort of thing, I've, I've heard this done in different situations that are kind of similar. <clears throat> if you can contact the sheriff's department or police department in uh-huh. that small town. And just be like, do you guys get like weird reports or anything like a a creature that looks like this or anything weird? And you'll be surprised because sometimes in situations like this, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we do. And for example, um, uh, Linda Godfrey up in uh, Wisconsin, like when she went to the the sheriff's uh, department about the Beast of Bray Road, they had a whole they had a whole folder full of dogman stuff. They're like, here you go. Dogman stuff. Go to town. Oh, wow. it, it, so it and that's that's paraphrasing the story right. but um but that might be worth trying to contact that sheriff's department and be like hey uh, you know just a weird question but you guys never got any weird sightings around here creature white thing that runs across the road stuff like that right yeah I don't know. see my that's a really good idea my approach on that is typically i'll call first if i'm kind of being Yep. shut down i'll show up because when i show right. up they're they're much more willing to talk to me so i'm gonna do it exactly <laughs> I'm, I'm too far in at this point right i didn't ever think there would be like a second book on this but it's shaping up pretty well thanks to you thank you so much <laughs> and that could be 
that could even be the sheriff's department in the town where you had your sighting. I was, just but also that. in Louisiana too. You yes. could do both of them. Yeah, just a, just yeah. a thought. Yeah, you know there are a lot of um, Effingham, Illinois, which this is ironic too because I've been to Illinois once, and that's where I went. Effingham. Okay. There, there are a lot of, and that was years ago, like probably around the time that trail cam picture surfaced. But there are a lot of reports around Effingham, Illinois. Of what? Of the crawler of this really? rain creature. Is that yeah. southern? Uh, Illinois. I don't. Um, is it Southern Illinois? I'm not sure. I'm it's about it um, an hour from Chicago, maybe. I could be wrong. Oh, about so that. it's. I mean, it's probably Central. Let's see. It's. I could, let's see. Oh no, that's that's kind of closer to Southern, but it's it's Central Southern. It's Central Southern Illinois has some weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'm that's, not surprised that there's say. lots of sightings in that area, actually. Yeah, Il um, I mean, I, I think I've, there's one on this cryptid, like um, the Cryptid Society website. Um, mm -hmm. And this girl is talking about Caspar Cemetery, <laughs> like her and her friends were going there. And she specifically mentions the trail cam photo. And she did a bit of a deep dive, too. She just didn't look into the photo. She even said, you know, the photo has been debunked, but she had a group of her friends, they all saw it in the car. And when that photo surfaced, she sent it to them and they're, and they're all like, Oh wow. my God, it's that thing. You know, it's that thing. So yeah, that's a, that's a really good idea. This thing isn't uh scene in Iowa. Is it? You uh, haven't seen any Iowa reports. Have you? Let me check. Cause I've got a map. I was going to put it in the book, but oh, you got a map. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. I started plotting sightings. Oh um, yeah. Nice. Well, because, you know, when you <clears throat> see it, you can get, I mean, I just wanted people, I wanted it for myself. Just, yep. I don't, I don't always know why I do things, but there's usually a reason that I, you know, is known later on. But, um, exactly. I wanted to, I wanted to, I wasn't comfortable enough to put it in the book because I wanted to, I didn't plot every single point on my own. Like I kind of, I traded yeah. information with someone else and, and I did it that way, but I want to make sure that I, you know, there's sighting to back up because I wanted people to be able to click on that point and read the sighting um so I, I decided it needed to be a bit more thorough but um yeah i don't um iowa let me let me look real quick all right um no i don't i don't think so that's great not I, so I can i can live and no. sleep better knowing that there's none in my home state. So you, you, <laughs> there's that's where I'm at. Been seen yet. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh. They're reported all over the world. I mean, Poland, are they really? Yeah. Poland, oh Australia. Yeah. Yep. But because. And the, and, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say the description is still consistent, <sighs> even in these different parts of the world. How, right. How that's is that? Crazy. It's just the, it's the craziest thing ever. Isn't and this is the same thing where a lot of people will be like, This is seen in like national parks, and it's like, Oh, they're is it is it the same the same type of deal where there's mm. stories, or that's totally different, isn't it? Well, no, I okay, so initially I thought there was a correlation there. I don't okay. live near a national park, sure, but for the most part, they're in rural areas. Um, okay. Interesting. I, I thought initially, like the like the first kind of version of the map, there were a few anomalies that were completely outside of the range of the national parks. But for the most part, it seemed to be that it was 
you know, kind of, you could overlay it and there was a correlation. But then I found out there are two missing 411 maps. And that's what I'm talking about, like the National Park stuff, uh, missing 411. There are right, two right. maps going around. Um, one of them is the original. And another is a map that someone kind of edited and made to look like there was more of a correlation than there actually was. Okay. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, eh, you know, better I better backpedal on this. I don't want to. I, I mean, I'm going to make mistakes, right? I'm going to get things wrong. But if I can catch it before I, you know, put it out there, I like to. But then when I was frustrated over that, I was looking into, so I've got this former private contractor who I've been in touch with, and that's a whole other thing. We'll talk about some other time, but I well, was telling I, <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. I go was ahead. like, if she brings that up, then we'll party. Yeah, but, <laughs> okay, I'm yeah, like, we can go there. I know we it's unlisted, so I wasn't bringing it up, but... Dude, that's yeah, a, that's wild. Holy mackerel, that's wild stuff. Oh, that's just the that's the tip of the iceberg, man. I, like I consider myself to be rather intelligent. You know, I, I mean, among a group of people who are of average intelligence, I think I can hold my own. This guy, man, I'll I'll get off the phone with him, and my brain is mush. I'm like that guy's like, <laughs> vocabulary so was slapping me in the face around and just like, dude, you gotta go read a dictionary. <laughs> like he, he, you can tell he's a smart dude. Yeah, He's a smart, and smart guy. He he really is, and he has no, you know absolutely no reason to make this up. Um, the reason no. he actually came forward is he had gotten sick, and he thought, you know, I don't want to die with this information. Um, but yeah, he's he he'll argue with me and say I'm not a genius. He is. He's a genius. You can tell. But one of the reasons I unlisted that video was one because there was dead air, there was a mistake. But two, I'm gonna present <laughs> you can edit though. <laughs> what? I'm I'm sorry. You can. Dude, that's a good, you can edit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, go ahead. It's, it's okay. Um, I, like, I'm going to kind of break it down in a way that's more digestible because it's so, you, you know what I mean? You, you heard it. There's a um, lot, there's a lot in that 20 minutes that I heard. Yeah. And it's so nuts. I, it, it, it is nuts. And I know you can hang, I know you get it, but a yeah. lot of people are going to, and not that they're not intelligent. I think this community is they're They're some of the most intelligent people in the world, oh, honestly, sure, sure, exactly. but, um, it's just so much it's so, and, and a lot of it, like, I mean, I would have to stop and say, wait a second. I don't know what that means. And I mm-hmm. don't have to say that a lot, but yeah, I mean, yeah. that was pretty much every conversation. I'm like, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> like, Listeners like, right now are like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, and I yeah, want to know what you're talking about. So I don't know how much you want to share about what it I is. Mean, any, I mean, I mean, yeah, anything that was in that video, we can we can touch on. Um, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, I don't mind. All that. right, okay, cool. Um, so let's save that. Though, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> we <laughs> we're, we need someone to anchor the storm. Goodness, um, <laughs> the guy. So that's great. So it's a guy where he's like pretty much in this like. I'm gonna try to summarize what I remember because it's nuts. Okay. He's like in this like special ops group where they go around trying to find rare earth metals and but there's like these cryptids there but there there's another name for them and they have all these encounters with some crazy crazy creatures yeah yeah so um i know i know you're familiar with the correlation missing 411 between the boulder fields the underground aquifers and the missing that's a that's a thing yeah okay so where you where you have rare earth, you have also these kind of like um, what what's the is it? It's not granite. It's um oh I can't think of it now to save my life. 
Oh, what is that mineral? I can, somebody text me and mentioned it. Hold on, let me check because this is important. Okay. It's, uh, limestone aquifers. There we go. So limestone aquifers are usually found around the rare earth deposits. Well, the limestone. Yeah. And, and even like I mentioned him because like coal mines, um, all of this, all of these kind of precious metal, well, precious elements and things like that. They're kind of like group in groups, like what you'll find a vein, okay. right? Sure. Like that's how quartz works. You find one vein and then you, it leads you to a big deposit. I don't know if I'm using the right lingo, but sure. so he says where you have rare earth, you have a higher instance of what he called rifts and shimmers. Yep. And those are two different types of portals. He describes one takes you to another place on earth. And the other takes you to another place entirely. And so where you have these higher instances of rare earth, these higher instances of, well, I'll just call them portals. That's what he says. That's where these creatures are coming from. So, yeah, that's that's why that was relevant. But I was talking to him about, you know, I don't know if it's the caves, it, but it, it's looking like they're made. I found a map of abandoned mines and that's looking to be like a positive correlation. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're on to something there because you know, a bunch of smart stuff comes flying out that I can't even repeat because I don't remember and I would just butcher it. But um, I'm going to call him when we hang up and get, you know, get all that together. But yeah, I'll put a video out on that soon. So from what I remember also, the rifts are from earth to another place entirely. Shimmers are point to point on earth, right? Correct. Yes. And um, there's a missing 411 story where this guy's skiing in Colorado with his buddies and they look up and he's nowhere in sight. And a couple of weeks pass after this big search is launched and called off. And he is in Sacramento, California, and he's got a haircut. He doesn't remember getting. He bought a cell phone and called his wife. He has no memory of how he got there. And so that would be like he skied straight into a shimmer. <laughs> um, wow. Oh, I mean, that's goodness. what I believe. Yeah. yeah. How, like how do you get there? You know? Um, it's, it's wild. This, this world is, I mean, so much more insane than we probably could even fathom. Did this guy, did he say anything about like, there's, they were encountering things in the continental U S or like, this is all over the world. Like you can't get into, he wasn't saying where locations were stuff like that. Oh no, he gave, he gave, okay. So this wasn't in the, um, in the thing you listened to, but he gave a location of a really, um, one of the biggest incidents they had was in Steamboat. Um, a rift opened up across the entire continental divide. Steamboat, and, Colorado. Yes. Okay. And there's an article about it. It happened in the 90s, I believe. Um, oh, wow. Really? Yeah. But then, uh, I mean, he, he's, and I actually have been to, he lives in Colorado. I okay. went in September and met him and, and visited with him. I, you know, sat in his home and watched a, a video of these trees just like, fallen over like just I mean it was it was as if someone took a massive lawnmower and started mowing the trees and he said they were just folding down this down this I don't know mountainside I guess yeah and he was like you know the things that were coming out of that it was and I could tell he was having like a PTSD moment because yeah. he doesn't, he does not swear often at all. Right. And, and, you know, he was swearing a lot and he was wow. having trouble finding his wires and you heard him talk. He's not someone who has an issue yeah. coming up with. Oh, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So hearing him talk about that, that was, you can't, I mean, you can't really fake PTSD. I guess you can, but 
I mean, when you hit, when you've experienced trauma and it doesn't matter what kind, and then you hear someone else recalling their own trauma, you know, you just know. So, so that was like a a home video or something he was able to show you. Well, yeah. Or or a video that one of his, one of the guys he was there with had sent him. Yes. Showed me that. And I'd, I'd asked him, you know, what, like I felt bad about it, but I kind of, I was like, what are you going to do with that video? And he said, you know, for now I want to hold on to it. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I don't want to cross, you know, cross his boundaries or violate his boundaries. So I left it at that, but yeah. Um, gosh, we, we went way off topic. No, that, that is, that is fine with, with me for sure. Did he, so that would be really, that's, that's really interesting. So you actually met this guy, hung out with him in Colorado. Did he show you anything else in person that was able to, um, uh, I'm losing words, um, able to, you know, make confirm. his, yeah, confirm. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as far as that, there's, there's really nothing, you know, okay. there, there's no, but he did. Um, I mean, I was there for a few days. Oh, wow. So he took, he took us out and he was saying that there was this magnetic field anomaly in this certain area. And there were sure. quite a few sightings of not, you know, things that aren't quite right. Like <clears throat> other, he calls them other than normals. We call them. That's cryptids. right. Yep. We went and we, we saw a fresh print and it was like, he was saying it's, I know it's fresh because the sediment hadn't settled to the, it was raining and, or sprinkling. And there, you know, there was water filled into the print. I have a picture of it. I need to send it to you. Wow. But it was, um, he, he calls these things pull-offs. Yes. Okay, so, this is interesting. Yep. Yeah. There's, okay. So according to him, there are crawlers and then there are pull-offs and the pull-offs are super dangerous. Um, are, they're yeah. up in trees. They have this like hoof like structure for feet and the, the print looked, I mean, it, it was huge, but it was, there's a picture of the pull off he sketched and the way the feet are, it looked, I mean, the print was Mm -hmm. made by that. You could just tell. And then there's this video. um, It's surveillance footage out of Kentucky of this crazy looking pale humanoid thing. And you can tell by the way it walks that it's kind of walking on hoofed feet, which I mean, how, you know, how would he even really? know that he's not part of that video that got put out? You know, that was someone else. Oh, so yeah. that kind of, you know, little things like that are just confirmation to me that he actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he's a national treasure for sure. That is that's amazing. And like he hasn't been on like this. This is a pretty, you know, he's he's talking to you. Like it, it's not like this guy is is talking on different shows and stuff like that. Um, well, I mean, initially he, okay. So initially he did reach out to one YouTuber and I think he, yeah, he did a couple of, he did a couple of talks with him, but it was like the information, the way the information needs to be presented so that people actually understand what he's talking about. It needs to be done a certain way. Exactly. And I, I, like, it was really coincidental how I met him. I, you know, I, someone recommended that I contact him and I kind of brushed it off for a long time because I was doing other things. And then all right. of a sudden, I think it was around the 4th of July, like out of nowhere, I had this, I, I mean, I had to call him. I don't know. It was like, Oh wow. I, I couldn't think. And so that's how we kind of got in touch and started talking. And it turned out well, because I'm, you know, I'm pretty gifted at communication. And so sure. a friend of mine, Ethan and I are gonna, so I'm going to put out the story and Ethan's going to analyze it and kind of do the credibility and the, you know, show if there are things to back the story up because that's each of us kind of doing what we do best so we figured that'd be the best way 
to kind of put that out there. So when you say, you mean like put out his story? Yeah, put out the information he's given us because it's oh, so wow. much. Like it's too, I think it's too much for one person, right? You need more than one head on that. Yeah, the, yeah. So oh, I'm wow. not putting it all out at once, but I'm going to start to kind of, um, after, you know, after the book is launched and everything, I'm, I may even get the first video out pretty soon, which is going to be just like, basically what you heard, but just me talking and kind of breaking everything down. So yeah, he, um, I mean, he talks even about, he's like, you know, people notice the big cryptids, the ones that are obvious. They don't even think about plants, plants that just kind of show. Yeah. And he was like, if you want to understand warfare, you need to look at how plants interact. There are these things called the telegram or the telegraph plant. They're in jungles and the way they work, they're related to the Venus flytrap. If, if, an animal kind of wanders into a field of telegraph. It could be telegram, but I think it's telegraph of telegraph yeah. plants. The way these plants operate is they start to kind of gyrate. They start to move and they're all pointing towards this animal that's wandered in. And there are predators that have learned to hang out on the outskirts of these telegraph fields and so they're basically telling this predator look here's your prey so then the predator comes kills it and what it leaves goes into the earth and feeds the plants so they're they're offensive instead of defensive and their survival tactics so that's he, he told me all that that was something i didn't even know but yeah that's that's hardcore right wow yeah that that's wild stuff yeah i'm i can't believe it i'm sure i messed some part of that up <laughs> but yeah that's intense. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I recognized pretty quick that it was it was important, right? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, I'm glad yeah. you did. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Wow. I know. I'm pretty, I mean, he like, and, and the thing is, like, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't necessarily want everyone to know who he is, which is well, completely not. understandable. But yeah. I think he totally deserves, like, I, I'm, I'm hoping eventually we can write a book and, I, you know, we can do it together and he can earn from that because he he deserves it he's been through hell and he's still so humble and i mean so i mean he's so like i've cried about things on the phone with him before right because we're good friends at this point and i'll like try to hold back because i don't like to get real emotional in front of people and he's like just Mm -hmm. cry missy just let it out (laughs) he's so nice yeah wow it's it's such a, a really it's an amazing story and i hope that it, it is able, I hope it, it all is able to come out because, um, I, I have never <clears throat> seen a, a heard a story that comes close to it. And the information in that, in that 20 minute block I heard will greatly affect what we know in the cryptic community. Big it, time. I mean, it, Big yeah, it's time. true. Yeah. Especially with the missing 411 stuff it just pulls oh, yeah. so much of it together um yeah the bef- one last thing about about that part the, the craziest detail was how he was talking about with the pull-offs they would like go for the back of the neck and like the mm. people that work in that area it gotten to the point where like they had special um coverings over their neck area so rubberized neck yeah protectors. which is what a what a crazy detail, right? Yeah, and that yeah. these um creatures, uh, y- yeah, I'll say that, but like they're they're real sensitive to fire because I think this is important yeah. for people's survival. Fire and bismuth 
ammo, something to do with the magnetics of it. See, I put the video out and I can't even remember exactly what he said. So one of them's paramagnetic and one of them is diamagnetic. And whichever one is the bismuth ammo magnetic, that's the one that these creatures are. He said they're, um, they don't do well. That kind of tears them apart. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What, what an amazing, an amazing story. I think I remember you alluded to in one discussion I heard, and this may have been in coast to coast, but did you, you had a, an interaction with a, a shimmer or a portal yourself in Colorado, right? Yes. Yes. And see, when I start, when I had that encounter with that creature and started looking into all this, I didn't even know what missing 411 was. Oh, wow. So I'm, I mean, it's, I said this last night, it seems almost like it's faded, which makes me super uncomfortable because this is not what I imagined myself doing, but sure. <laughs> here I am, you know, and I, I, I love it. I like, I love investigating this stuff. So, um, yeah, I was 16 years old. I was in Colorado skiing and, um, I wasn't a really skilled skier at that time. So I had a friend, she and I found this little bunny slope and you could go down this trail and kind of, you know, it would propel you forward because we were just horrible at skiing. Mm. So we, we went through and we were going back for another round and we're kind of, you know, going over these hills and there's a group of people just stopped in the middle of it. And I, I guess they were just looking, I mean, it was beautiful, but we each had to hug a tree to stop from running into them. And so, I mean, it, it hurt, right? Cause we were going pretty fast. Yeah, and so yeah. after that, we took our skis off to walk and that like the, around us, there was a sound like a, a low, uh, uh, it sounded like a cicada, but mm. uh, okay. It sounded like a bees buzzing, but with, with the base of a cicada, it's hard to explain. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was like, I mean, this rumble kind of hum, like humming sound and okay. we couldn't really tell where it was. You know, we looked at one another and we're looking around. We can't tell where it's coming from. And then all of a sudden there's this, um, I mean, you look ahead on a hot day in the road and you see the heat wave, right? That's on, that's the closest thing I can think to compare it to. It was, I guess I'm not very tall at all. I'm like five one. And so it was probably like mid, mid, torso um to maybe like two feet above my head it wasn't huge but we're standing there like you know in awe and she goes to put she goes to touch it and I remember thinking she was going to burn herself I don't know why um hmm. she didn't burn herself but I, I was thinking like it, it was like it happened in slow motion so she goes to put her finger through it and then up to her knuckle her finger just disappears and at the Whoa. end, she snatched it back really fast. And, you know, we kind of took off in the other direction. Um, but, um, yeah, it was it was crazy. And then when I, you know, as as this has gone on, I have found out, well, there may actually be a connection between the creature I saw and what I saw. I've got chill bumps all over me. <laughs> what I saw in um, Colorado. And a lot of people are like, oh, she's making it up. I'm not. I, you know, I would probably feel more comfortable if I thought all this was you know, just fiction, but it's, sure. it's been my experience. Right. So that yeah. is, that is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, and you can, you can see on YouTube, I put that, I put out a video. Okay. Here's the way it went down. Hammerson Peters is a YouTuber and author. Um, he's actually really good at what he does. He covers. Oh, we know. Yeah. Okay. We know Mr. Peters. Yeah. yeah he wrote the foreword for my book. Um, I was, I was going to ask you about how you, how you know him. Cause that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So when, 
I, I, st- I started looking into it and I had found some stories, read some stories, but I still needed somebody I felt like had some sort of authority to tell me I wasn't crazy. Okay. <laughs> Which, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I, sure. con- yeah, I contacted him. I'm like, okay. has anyone ever, and this was out of the blue. I didn't know him previously. He's, I'm like, has anyone ever come to you with a story about, and I described this pale humanoid and he's like, well, actually <laughs> they have. And so he, you know, he sends oh, wow. me. Yeah, this guy in Canada, um, he's a miner in a in a diamond mine. Um, the miner thing comes up a lot. It's just crazy all these things that connect. And I think David Politis says a lot that that's been his experience with the missing four one one stuff. Like what are he'll say? What are the odds? Right? He'll say that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- I think this is what he's talking about because when you get deep into this and you, it's like there are things that happened in your life and it seems like it's all kind of coming together and you don't know what, but it's happening. Um, but yeah, so the guy was a miner and he'd had an experience when he was driving home and some creature similar to what I saw kind of lunged at his truck. And oh, wow. Yeah. So this was, um, offensive behavior and I didn't feel like my encounter was like that, but you know, we both described a a similar entity. Um, and so he, he told me, so I, I got to talking to him and I'm like, you know, I've had weird stuff happen my whole life. And I told him about the portal story. And that was one of the first times I'd actually recounted it to someone outside of my immediate family. Right. And he, he link he says, you need to check out this missing 411 thing. And so he linked me to a video and I couldn't get it to play. And I was talking to one of my friends about it. And she's like, oh yeah, I heard Dave Polite is talking about that on coast to coast. And she sends me a link. And so I'm watching it and he tells a story about a hunter contacted him and he was in Colorado and he's walking and he comes, he hears a humming sound. I mean, it's the exact thing. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. He puts his foot up to this thing. His foot goes through it and disappears. And so he got out of there, but yeah. So then I, I was talking about it with Hammerson Peters and he's like, well, that's not what I sent you. I'm talking about something else. And he's talking about the woman who's hunting and she's in her deer stand. This is in the missing 411 movie. And she sees this like transparent something kind of go through the woods and she gets oh, pictures sure. of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was all like, I'm, I don't, I don't know that the, I think what the woman saw was probably like something with a cloaking ability. And what mm-hmm. I saw was probably like, but it's the same kind of like, light bending phenomenon you know um so yeah that was how i found out that missing 411 was a thing and that there may be some sort of connection between all this stuff and cryptids and portals and who knows right um i don't think it's just so, one thing but yeah man uh, <laughs> that is so cool you were able to to talk back and forth with uh, hammerson like he is I don't know if he realizes how respected he is in the cryptic community. There's a lot of people that look up to like respect him for the work he does. Yes. I'd love to talk to him someday if he's listening to this, but um, <laughs> he's, a, he just seems like he's just a super cool guy. But he um, is he, he, I mean, he's so kind. He plays the fiddle. <laughs> I mean, he's just, precious. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah, that's um, awesome. I will, I'll drop your name and for sure. Let him know. Give me your email address or something. All right, cool. Thank you. No um, as uh, we got a little bit time left, um, you had kind of mentioned earlier that you have some potential ghost slash orb encounters in your past. Okay, yeah. So um, my my very first memory is paranormal. 
I was, yeah. So I'm in this house with my parents and I was potty training and I was four years old. And how I remember this, I don't know, but it's, it's like my first, the, like as early as I can, as early back as I can remember, as far back as I can remember, this is the first thing I can, you know, this is the first thing that I can remember ever experiencing. But we come out of the bathroom and I'm looking ahead into the living room and I say, who is that man? And they're like, of course, they're like, what man? And there was this, I call it a shadow figure, but I'm not sure that it, it doesn't really match the description of what a shadow figure is, kind of like darting around corners. It was just sitting there stationary and it was sitting on this rock and it was kind of leaned forward with its, with its hand, with its hand underneath its chin. And years later, I'm in the floor at my grandma's watching Nick, Nick at night reruns or something like that. And yeah. this show called Dobie Gillis comes on totally. and I see this, uh, thinker statue and I'm like, Oh my God, that's what I saw. Wow. And so I got kind of possessed by that for a while, like looking online with all different kinds of, you know, search, search input, trying to find uh-huh. someone who saw something similar. And I did. And then six years later, I actually found that guy. So that's a whole nother story too. But the orb was when I was, pretty small, probably six, seven. It would come in my room at night. It was just this white orb. I called it Primo because I couldn't pronounce primordial. Um, and that's just what it said. Its name was, um, it was the commute. Go ahead. No, keep going. I'm (laughs) thinking in my head at the same time, but keep going with your story. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like the interactions were kind of telepathic, but it would go into my stomach and like, I could ask questions. And if I was right, um, I would get this little vibration um, in my, like in my belly. And still to this day, I don't know if it's still in there or what's going on. I haven't seen the actual orb since I was a kid, but I, like, I get a vibration in my belly when I'm like on the right path or I'm doing the right thing, or I'm wondering about something, if I should do this or that. And when I'm thinking about a certain thing, I'll get that same kind of vibration. Was it ever (laughs) dark, a dark orb at all, or is it always white? It was always white. No, that doesn't necessarily mean that it would, you know, people, I think a lot of people can, they attribute light to good and dark to evil. And that's not necessarily true because that shadow thinker statue I saw, I didn't feel any kind of malevolence off of that. But I woke up one night and there was this woman standing in front of my bed and she was beautiful (sighs) and glowing and completely evil, like completely evil. So, you know, that's not a, that. I don't, I think that can kind of get people confused sometimes to think everything that's light and glowing is of God and everything dark is of Satan. I don't think that's accurate. Well, I mean, yeah, sometimes, uh, sometimes evil will disguise itself as, uh, something that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, even in everyday life for sure. Yeah. 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 That's true. Wow. We, we really (laughs) went a lot of different places in this interview. This is amazing. Yeah. This is very, very, very cool. Um, you, you've got an amazing story. When does your book come out, Missy? January 17th. Oh, wow. That's cool. Okay. So that actually, this interview will come out pretty close to that. That's, that's awesome. Um, oh. And you said that potentially... So let's talk about, is there anything that you can you can give us about like... Is, is the book primarily focused on your your debunking or, or can you give us anything about like what the actual uh, the book is is about or? Yeah, sure. OK, so um, 
my encounter is such a small part of it okay. because it, you know, it's, it's really not unique. The only thing that's unique about it is that I'm intense and I went way deep down looking into it. Definitely. So I talk about the encounter initially for context and then the, how, you know, how I found the Charleston photo and that entire investigation and everything that unfolded around that. And then, um, some correlations between, I mean, there, in a lot of stories, there seems to be, a witness who's privy to some sort of information that rake hunt dog men. So I go into that a bit. And then I have a lot of encounter stories people have sent me. And so, um, that's the, that's the end of the book. Like a lot of people's <laughs> Missy. <laughs> what's wrong. You did, That's huge. That's, that's huge. Yeah. So you're like, the book is like you sharing stuff that people have. That's awesome. Yeah. You need to be like shouting that from the rooftops. Like, Hey, um, this is new stuff. This is awesome. Yeah, oh, a lot. I'm, yeah, I'm pumped. People, yeah, I know. Like, I, I didn't realize it was that part was unique, really, until recently. Yes. But a lot of these stories nobody has ever heard before because these people hadn't told them before. Um, and I like I had to get permission, but I have all you know all my oh, yeah. permissions are in order. And yeah, so that's the end of it. But it you know it wouldn't have been complete with just my story because this is an actual phenomenon. This is going on. So oh, this as this book is going to be amazing. But everyone, so. everyone definitely needs to <clears throat> to to check this out. Get you can pre-order a copy right now, actually, from what right, I the remember. Kindle yeah, the Kindle version. Um, and hopefully there might even be a volume two. We'll see. Once, it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> once you start following some more potential some leads who yeah. knows but yeah i'm gonna you and i are gonna say we're friends now whether you like it or not oh i know it. i know yeah. it. yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah. i think this has been a an extremely good chat missy and i'm so glad that you agreed to come on um uh, do you do you mind uh sharing how people can keep up to date with what it is you're doing anything else you want to plug youtube stuff like that yeah, so I have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, but I'm not very active on those. Um, I kind of loathe our carefully curated social media existence. So, I mean, I do post, but not often. Most of the time, it's going to be YouTube or um, my website. But, I mean, on, on Facebook Messenger, if people wanted to contact me directly, they could do that or they could get in touch with me through my website. But mainly, like, my, the content I put out is on YouTube. That's um, awesome. Yeah, and it's just Missy. I think it's Missy Starling. Or I think it's Missy Lee Starling. I'm not really sure exactly which it is, but one of those. And if people are like, I've got a pale crawler story I've never shared because I haven't been able to talk to the right person, how how can they share their story uh, with you? Yeah, so um, they want to just like type it out. They can, there's a mm -hmm. section on my website where it says submit your story so it's okay. pretty uh, it's, it's it's pretty obvious but if they awesome. would rather like talk because there have been a lot of people who i've actually just transcribed it for them because they didn't feel like typing all that sure. so if they want to get in touch with me through that form on my website um I, we can have a phone call and i can transcribe it or if they just want to tell it and they don't want it shared i mean i'm i'm always cool with that too so my website is missyleesterling.com it's um, M-I-S-S-Y-L-E-I-G-H and then just Sterling like silver, S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G. That's awesome. And if there's listeners where 
you have weird stories or stuff that you've heard from the area that she's at or the area in Louisiana, you need to get in touch with her and let her know because she might not know those stories yet. So that's, that's how stuff gets figured out. Everyone starts sharing their stories. <clears throat> but thank you so much for coming on, Missy. This has been a uh, super fun chat. And yeah. uh, I'm sure we'll be keeping in touch and maybe getting an update in the future. Thank you for listening to Bigfoot Society. If you like the show, please review and rate it five stars on iTunes. Hit the share button and send this episode to all your friends on social media. Subscribe to Bigfoot Society wherever you listen to podcasts. It doesn't cost a thing. Pick up a Bigfoot Society shirt or enamel pin over on our Etsy page and people will tell you all about their Bigfoot sightings when you wear it. At least that's what people tell us. That's what happens. If you'd like to become an official member of Bigfoot Society with a membership card, a community of like-minded individuals, and extra content each month, then please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. Thanks for listening.